Hello and konnichiwa. Tonight we present a traditional Japanese kabuki play. Translated to English, this ancient work is entitled Neil Simon's The Sunshine Boys. Now, how many of you are familiar with Japanese theater? Anyone want to feel this one? or? Uh... Ah, yes, sir. And do you enjoy kabuki theater? Uh, actually, I prefer no theater. Well, then why did you raise your hand? Because I like no theater. No plays are my favorite. So you don't like any theater at all? <laughs> no, let me explain. No theater is classic Japanese drama. No plays have been produced since the 13th century, and no actors are revered, even today. <laughs> what, what, why are you dissing Japanese theater? What's your deal, man? <laughs> no, no, wait a minute. No theater started in Japan. Oh, so now you tell us Japan doesn't have any theater whatsoever. Uh, they have lots of theater, including no theater. So they have lots of theater, and they have no theater. Exactly. What? No theater. Yes. What? what? No theater. N-O-H. N-O-H, huh? Jeez. Well, there, you just gone and shown what it is. You are. I'll, I'll handle this, Tom. Calm down. Mike, I'm going to ask you a series of simple questions which even a cretin like you could answer yes or no. Tom. Now, is there theater in Japan? Yes. Good. And do you have a particular favorite type of Japanese theater? Yes. Well, good. Now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> Mike, will you tell me the name of your favorite form of Japanese theater? No. Why not? Why not what? And why won't you tell me your favorite Japanese theater? I just did. Did what? I told you my favorite form of Japanese theater. You did? Yes. Well, will you tell me again? Yes. No. Oh, come on! Mike, I'm gonna grab a stepladder so you can jump up my butt. May we do our little kabuki play now? Yeah. Go ahead, but remember I like no theater more than I like kabuki theater. I thought you didn't like kabuki! I do! <laughs> <laughs> Hello there, this is the Balloogatoons Podcast, Andy here, thank you very much for deciding to listen to this week's episode, and this week I'm going to be talking about the film, now, oh, here's the thing, I said, I, I, when, I, uh, when I asked the internet what film I was going to be talking about this week, uh, in the last episode, the answer came back, a solo album from 2003 I think? It's a German film. Um, I couldn't find it anywhere. Like even now, I've no idea if if it can actually be found online at all. Um, yeah. Uh, so I had I looked up the director of that film, and I found out that um, he did a film with Till Schweiger, and I was quite interested in seeing that one. It's it's called What to Do in Case of Fire. Um, so yeah, that's going to be the film. This week, instead of the one that I was meant to be talking about, so I'm, I'm being a bit naughty and I'm I'm changing up the rules. This is the first time I've ever had to do this. I've ended up selecting my my own pod flick. Um, so yeah, for pod flicks this week, the film is going to be What to Do in Case of Fire instead of Solo Album. Maybe I'll find Solo Album. Maybe I'll be able to do a a, a little review on that at some point. Um, but in the meantime, we've got uh, this film from 2001 uh, by the same director. Uh, there's going to be a six-minute shout-out, as per usual. And I'm going to be talking a bit about Inktober later on. Because um, I I haven't been taking part in this. Because this is something that's been going on f since 2009, I think, from what I've read. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's something that I never took part in before, mainly because... I wasn't making the time to actually physically draw stuff. I mean, I think I, I have occasionally, um, in the past five years or so, 
sometimes I would take my sketchbook around with me and do a few, do a few little scribbles and stuff. Um, so yeah, this is the first first time I've taken part in Inktober, and I'm enjoying it so far. Uh, and all, all the stuff I'm doing is is available to to look at on my website. But you don't want to know about that. You want to know about this film, this the, this week's pod flick, what to do in case of fire. So listen to this one, and listen to the end to find out which film I will be talking about in next week's episode. What to do in case of fire tells the humorous and touching story of six former creative anarchists who lived as house squatters in Berlin during its heyday in the 80s, when Berlin was still an island in the middle of the former eastern Germany. So yeah, just to reiterate from before, uh, this isn't the film that was selected for me by the internet last week because um, I couldn't find that particular film. It was a real obscure one, um, I think from 2003. Um, and I came across What to Do in Case of Fire from well, I was just browsing IMDb because um, Gregor Schnitzler... Uh, once again, don't know if I'm pronouncing it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, this was his 2001 film. So yeah, this is the same director as a solo album, the, the film that I was meant to be talking about. So rather than solo album, I've just gone for one of his other films, one of his uh, slightly earlier films. And I think one of the things that drew me to this one that I thought, yeah, I think I'll check this one out. Because the, the main star is played by an actor named Till Schweiger. And I, um, I, I know about Till because uh, he played one of the characters in my favourite independent film, SLC Punk. Which was either 1997 or 1998. I'm not entirely sure because I, I didn't see it at the time it came out. I was extremely young. My parents would never have let me see that film but I would definitely recommend that one even if you have the, the tiniest interest in punk rock SLC Punk is an amazing film it stars Matthew Lillard um, who's a star that I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still trying I'm still starting to um, to notice him in more films because apparently he was in films like Scream and Without a Paddle and lots of films that I had actually seen um, but I, I didn't really kind of recognise him as an actor until I eventually saw SLC Punk. Anyway, so um, it's interesting how, because that film is all about anarchy and 
what it's like to be a punk and um we we see Till Schweiger playing this um kind of postmodern punk. Uh the the idea is that he's he's kind of in into guns and violence and um he has a bit of a unpleasant backstory. Um and he plays a rather similar character in What to Do in Case of Fire. Uh, this time, um, he, he's kind of he, he kind of takes lead. He does he does play the um, the lead character in this film. Uh, and I thought the opening um, was pretty amazing because you know, we we see all of them just um, rioting, and it, it's it's all made to look like archive footage. Um, I don't know what the song is that's playing, but it it, it, it it's perfect for that that kind of setting. Um, now, of course, I, I've gone through this many times before. I don't speak German or any languages other than my own, really. Um, so I'm I'm not good at <laughs> um, interpreting foreign language films, and I found that. When I have to look look for the, these films so I can just watch them online, I don't usually come across any ones that have English subtitles. I I couldn't find a, a version of this uh, this film with English subtitles, and it's and once again you know, I, I keep saying this. I really like the film. I thought visually it was great. You know, I I got into the you know, the, the, um, the tone. I mean, I will admit to um, have been a little bit distracted here and there. Um, and I just feel like I, I would have enjoyed it that little bit more if it had English subtitles. And I'm guessing that because I, I noticed it was on Google Play, so I might buy it on there. Because, you know, I, I thought it was good. I thought Schweiger did a great job as the lead. Uh, there was a good choice of music in it. Um, it, it seemed like a very interesting, like, I, I don't know what, what film, once again, I, I, I don't know where this kind of thing started, but it had that great kind of uh, team, you know, stays together um, and, until like, several decades later when they're all going their separate ways. And it's about, in a sense, getting the band back together and re reliving those precious moments um but I, I i didn't know what the motivation was exactly obviously most of the details went over my head because i didn't have the subtitles and subtitles are important to me i mean i i could try and um learn these languages myself but that takes effort <laughs> and i'm lazy would i watch this again yes I think it is is another one of those films I just find it so beautiful to watch. Um, there is something that I, I I still have a morbid curiosity of the anarchy and and the kind of punk culture, you know, in film for some reason. So yeah, um, so that's what to do in case of fire. This the the first film I've talked about in this podcast that wasn't randomly chosen. I I did technically choose this one because of the problem I was having finding the 
the other film. Anyway, tell me, Internet, what film will I be talking about in the next episode of the Beluga Tunes podcast? Hard Boiled, 1992. I'll take uh, two cheese pizzas and some crazy bread! (laughs) It is time for the six-minute shout-out, so let's give that internet wheel a spin. It's a big wheel, let's give it a big spin. Turn it up a bit. (laughs) It's it's it's, it's continuing to turn around and... uh, Lots of different websites and things on there. What's it going to land on today? My cupcake toppers. Make your image images. <laughs> yes, make your images edible. Yeah, um, I love this site because I've I've said I, I think I said last week when I was talking about um, Laura Vitali that uh, I'm a big fan of baking. I I find it fun makes me feel like a child again um, and obviously I do a lot of drawing and cartooning and stuff so, and I've got into designing a lot of things um, yeah and um, this site is great if you want to be able to eat your pictures <laughs> yeah because uh, you, you can upload pictures and have them made into um, cupcake toppers um, I'll read what it says. Welcome to my cupcake toppers. Are you looking for printed edible cake toppers for your special occasion, business event, charity fundraiser, or just for fun? We can print your logo or branding, personal photos and drawings, text, or just a picture from the internet. Our cake toppers will make your celebration, celebrations, fundraising, promotions, and corporate events even more memorable. Um, I've used this, um, I used it last year, um, in, in November when I, uh, was getting ready for the, uh, 7th anniversary of Beluga Tunes. Yeah, that's right, the, the 8th anniversary is coming up soon. Um, and it, it was brilliant because I, uh, I, I was able to design my own cake because you, you, you can have designs made for proper, like, full-size sponge cakes. They do have a lot... You, you see a lot of images from people who have used them for individual cupcakes. And, yeah, you get these nice little discs um, with your design on. But, um, but yeah, I I even had a go at just like, designing a, a big cake for the uh, anniversary celebration. With a little picture of uh, Eugene on it, Eugene the mascot. Um, yeah, and it's uh, it, it's nice to have this because yeah, I, I I'm I'm really glad that the there is a way that we we could do this sort of thing. Um, let me just see if I go to design your own cake toppers because when I when I used it uh, last year, uh, the thing you had to make sure of is when you uploaded the picture that you checked. Like, you sort of had to rely on it to just be... Because, you know, if it's a square image, they're going to crop it into a circle. Um, and, yeah, uh, the problem there is that you, you end up losing some of the image. So I was always careful to make sure... Sh- I always tried to make sure that 
um, I took care and kind of knowing roughly what was going to be lost. But now it's even better because if you go to the uploader, when you upload a picture, I'm just uh, I'm just doing this as I as I talk about it. Um, give me a second. Now, when you upload a picture, you have all these tools where you can resize the image and then preview it. Um, hang on, so this is a yeah, circle, if you click on circle, um, it, it just ensures that whatever it is you're having printed, um, you know pretty much how much of it is is actually going to make it onto the surface of the disc. So yeah, the the the, the cutoff point is an important thing to remember, but they make that nice and easy now. So yeah, that that's definitely an improvement. So I'm I'm really looking forward to doing the new one because it's going to be a lot easier to know exactly how much of it is going to. And it looks like they actually just do basic sheets where you, you can upload a, a, an image um, in, in a square format and yeah, you, you, you get the finish, under finish it says edible icing, you've got standard rice paper and premium rice paper mm. so yeah uh, and, and, they're, and they're pretty good prices as well, I think I think it's definitely worth checking out and, and so yeah, if, if you're like me and you, you, you have like a, a whole hard drive of designs and cartoons and things like that stuff that you can just you, you kind of think wouldn't mind putting that on a cake <laughs> if that's your kind of thing if, you, if you're that kind of creative person then I hear you I, <laughs> I, know, I know exactly what it's like but, uh, <laughs> yeah uh, so that's mycupcaketoppers.co.uk I've tried them they're brilliant. Check them out. Damn you, Sharktopus! Hi, we're here on the street asking people about the fump. Excuse me, sir, do you know what the fump is? The what? The fump. F-U-M-P. Oh, I don't know, uh, but it doesn't sound appetizing. I don't want any. Isn't that the sound a groundhog makes when you run over it with your car? Uh, no. Can you tell me what the fump is? Is it the enemy in the next Spider-Man movie? I don't think so. A clean-burning car that runs on pancakes? What? Isn't that the stuff the Nutty Professor invented? No, that's Flubber. The Fump. What is the Fump? Ooh, it's a dog. I think it's half Great Dane, half Chihuahua. Is that even possible? Sounds like something you get from a cheap hooker. Oh, come on, no. Doesn't anyone around here know what the Fump is? I do, but I'm a paid announcer with a script in front of me that explains it. Fine, fine. Go do your thing. The Fump is the Funny Music Project. It's a website where comedy musicians post funny songs and parodies. New songs are uploaded every Tuesday and Friday. The songs are available for free download from thefump.com or automatically via our podcast feed. The Fump features some of the biggest names in comedy music from the Dr. Demento Show, including the great Luke Ski, Robert London Spav, Devo Spice, Worm Quartet, Rob Balder, Possible Oscar, Tom Smith, Raymond and Scum, Power Salad, Bob Ricci, Carla Ulbricht, Steve Goody, Paul and Storm, and Jonathan Colton. High-quality downloads and compilation CDs are also available. 
Find us at www.thefump.com or look us up on iTunes. And for behind-the-scenes discussions on the songs posted to The Fump, listen to the Funny Music Podcast. Thank you. See, people, was that so hard? So it is something you get from a cheap hooker. Look, the one I was with last Friday sold me a copy of the Volume 10 compilation CD. Ugh, I quit. I'm going home. The Fump. It's not something you get from a cheap hooker. Usually. Great. Just what I need. A thunderstorm. Like the long and treacherous drive through these dark and foggy mountains wasn't unnerving enough. Yeah. Oh, maybe there's maybe there's something on the radio. Uh, the radio, sure. Looking for a fantastic way to take a bite out of the midnight doldrums? Then you'll go positively batty over Evan Schletter's witching hour. It's a real scream. No, thank you. What else is on? Give you a freaky freak on with Evan Schletter's witching hour. Oh, what a, what a strange coincidence. A seven-corpse meal in the restaurant of fear. <laughs> Just a coincidence, that's all. This time of year, what I like to hear is... Evan Schletter's witching hour. Yeah, it just started out cute, and then it got terrifying. Release your inner monster with the record scientifically proven to release your inner monster, Evan Schletter's witching hour. Oh boy, talk about your media saturation. Toll the bells, raise midnight's power, resonate through wind and sea, Evan Schletter's witching hour for download and on CD. Oh, I never thought I could be scared of media platforms. Somebody! Evan Schletter's Witching Hour! Evan Schletter's Witching Hour! Evan Schletter's Witching Hour! Evan Schletter's Witching Hour! Oh boy, I'm sure glad that night is over. Oh, and look at this beautiful sunny day. You know, it truly is darkest before the dawn. And kindness is the sunshine in which virtue grows. <laughs> hey, I wonder what's on the radio. Hello, I'm Sam Levine. You may know me from the classic television show Freaks and Geeks, or perhaps from Quentin Tarantino's blockbuster hit in Glorious Bastards. <laughs> I know you because you're adorable. But most people know me because I'm adorable. And how do I keep my youthful looks? Well, it's partly because I am, in fact, quite young but also because I maintain a well-balanced diet, get plenty of exercise, and at every solstice and full moon, I listen to Eben Schletter's Witching Hour. Ah! Whoa! Whoa! I fell asleep at the wheel. I could have been killed. I must stay awake. Maybe something's on the radio. Looking for a fantastic way to take a bite out of the midnight doldrums? Then you'll it can't be positively better. Don't say it! Eben Schletter's Witching Hour. Whoa! Whoa! I, I fell asleep at the wheel! Oh, I could have been killed! I must stay awake. Okay. Maybe something's on the radio. Evan Schletter's Witching Hour, a fun-filled frolic featuring fantastic performances by Sam Levine, Paul F. Tompkins, Dave Foley, Tom Kenny, Grant Lee Phillips, Jill Sobiel, Scott Ackerman, and many more. Spice up your party with the scrumptious sounds of Evan Schletter's Witching Hour. If you dare.
For the very first time, I have decided to take part in Inktober. Yeah, because it seemed to make sense. You know, I I do cartooning, especially this year. I've, I've been doing more uh, pen and paper artwork than ever before. Because I, I really did... I relied a lot on my tablet um, over the, the past few years, actually. Yeah, um, I, I think... Uh, First of all, it's still taking me a while to to fully. Um, well, I suppose I'm, I was going to say I'm still not quite getting used to using the tablet, but I think because it's just like a lot of things, you know, you you practice at it, and you never really get a hundred percent perfect. But that's not really the point. You just keep going. You keep progressing. Just see where it takes you. Um, but yeah, so. I've kind of been drawing exclusively uh, via tablet um, and it feels good to actually be doing it the old-fashioned way again uh, kind of including more of that in, into my daily routine so yeah um, I knew about Inktober um, because I suppose as I've been on Instagram for a few years I have noticed it every October I see a lot of artists putting up their ink drawings every October artists all over the world take on the Inktober drawing challenge by doing one ink drawing a day the entire month I created Inktober in 2009 as a challenge to improve my inking skills and develop positive drawing habits um, so that's the link here says the Inktober Initiative, Mr. Jake Parker. So is, is he the guy? It looks like it, Jake Parker. So when, yeah, it was 2009, he said. Yeah. Yeah, there's a website and all. <laughs> Why have I not favourite? I haven't bookmarked this um, this page. I, I shall put place it into the folder of inspiration. <laughs> but yeah, it's true because um, I'm, I'm actually... I'm getting a bit greedy because I'm doing um, about four drawings a day um, because rather like he said you can develop positive drawing habits and there was a time when I, I suppose uh, besides Beluga Weekly and maybe one or two other things I, w I wasn't doing any drawing at all and as I said I was doing so much of it digitally I was kind of losing touch with um, actually putting it on paper and doing it in the, you know. um, obviously you waste a lot of trees but <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm trying to be as um, economic with uh, the, the amount of paper I'm using as possible uh, and I um, so, so this this is uh, this has been going for several years now we're up to so what, um, this will be the seventh year of uh, Inktober, I believe, if, I, if I've worked it out correctly. Anyway, um, that makes sense. There, there is an Inktober.com as well. Uh, hang on. <laughs> yeah, I'll put that in there as well. Sorry, um. I feel that it is a really good way of practicing because, you know, as I say, it, it's kind of never-ending practicing. But, I mean, that's part of the fun. 
Inktober is certainly fun. Uh, uh, um, I I think because uh, I um, I suppose I, I am I'm getting a little better as time goes on. And I think this this is not only giving me an incentive to to do you know, at least one drawing every day and kind of keep things up. You have positive drawing habits, that, that part of it. Um, because it's surprising. I, I think I've, I've gone on about this before, but um, you know, I was drawing something that I like to do and I kind of feel quite confident that I, um, I have a certain amount of skill. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to brag too much, but, but yeah, I think one of the things that I like about it is it's something that I can do okay, <laughs> if you get my meaning. Um, because you know, you've got to have that thing that um, you enjoy doing and you're good at it. Uh, or a hobby, I suppose, is, is a more roundabout, more, more, kind of sums up a bit bit better. That. Um, but the reason I say that is um, it's surprising how at times it can feel like a real chore. Because it's true that inspiration doesn't come to you, exa- you know, necessarily when you want it to. Uh, I've heard a lot of artists talk about inspiration and um, yeah I um I agree that it's it's hard to to make it happen like I, <laughs> I, I you can't you can't make it happen really uh, and you know it I think the the hardest part is accepting that really um, there's always uh, this. Um, you know, I I think a lot of the the negative. What more? Uh, I really don't know how to say this. It's like, um, oh, sorry. I, I'm. <laughs> I I don't know what I'm talking about now. I don't, I don't know what I was going to get onto. Anyway, so like I said, it can be a bit of a chore, even though it's the thing that I'm supposed to be good at, you know. Uh, and and it's it's amazing how, yeah, I, 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 this is a hobby of mine, but at the same time, I've had days where I, I feel like I'm forcing myself to do artwork. Uh, and I think because Inktober is great because it's something you don't have to do. But it sets up that kind of work pattern, and you can find ways in which you know, it works for you. And um, I, I just, I find that that's always important to me. I, I, I need to, to sort of, at, le- at the very least, make it feel like there's a purpose behind all of this. And I think just by calling it Inktober, um, right there you have, you know. The, it, you know, that's the, that's the title of a challenge. So you've got this reason for doing it, basically. And you know, it's really important to have things like that. It, um, it means that you know, you're not uh, scratching your head wondering, what am I going to do today? You, you do sort of put yourself into a position where ideas just come to you. you, can't, you know, <laughs> it just seems more likely that... Uh, yeah, um, 
And because I, I've also learned not to worry too much, you know, because if, if I start drawing something, um, these days I don't really worry about how it turns out or how quickly I end up, you know, I, I find myself doing it. Um, because the, the stuff that you don't end up thinking, you know, if, 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 if um, because you know, it could be it could be a matter of you didn't really know what you wanted to do, or you did know and it just it it doesn't match up to what you had in your imagination. And that's okay. You've got to just um, move on. Really, <laughs> get people to say, "Oh well, that that wasn't the uh, the best drawing experience I've had." So yeah, uh, and I think this applies to everybody. This is one of the things that um, you kind of have to accept and. That's the best advice I can, get, I can give to anyone who wants to take up cartooning or whatever. Um, don't worry too much about how each drawing turns out because you're going to be doing a lot more of those. You know, it's just a small part of, of the entire hobby. So yeah, uh, Inktober has been a lot of fun so far. I mean, I've, I've only experienced five days of it because I'm on day six as I record this, but I haven't um, haven't yet. Done my first drawing. I will get on with that. There are a lot of things I need to get on with because I, I think uh, at, let's see, twelve thirty. I'm probably going to go shopping, and um, after that, probably going to do my chores, or maybe the maybe do that in the reverse order. I'm, I'm already getting it wrong. I'm not going to go shopping. What am I talking about? I'm going to do that later, after I've had something to eat. This is it. I I really need to organise myself better because I just I just don't know what I'm doing now. <laughs> you know, I I I make plans and I I do rearrange them quite a lot. And I'm good at uh, last minute changes and things like that. That doesn't matter anyway. So yeah, <laughs> at some point today I will be doing more Inktober drawings, uh, and you can see all of these at uh, my website. You can see on bluegatins.com. You can see them on my Facebook, my Instagram, and my DeviantArt. I shall have a birthday cake. The time has very nearly come for me to send you all on your merry way. So yeah, uh, I think I've worked it out now. I'm going to do my household chores first. Um, and when will I be finished? I'll be finished at about 2 o'clock then, so I'll probably cook dinner at that point. Then I'll have dinner. Then I'll go out, and then I'll just do whatever. Yeah, I'm going to have plenty of time. I don't really need to worry too much, because I've got so many hours in the day to do all these things. It's, it's uh, yeah, nothing to worry about. Don't worry, Andrew. I think I'm just a bit weary, because I, I didn't have the best sleep last night. You don't need to know about that. <laughs> what you do need to know about is the comic book club. Um, and I think... They are now holding it at the Alexander Arms. If that's, uh, if I've got that right, <laughs> I think that's. Uh, oh, oh no, the Alexander Alexandra. So I should, should learn to pronounce these names right. <laughs> you had one job, the Alexandra Beer Emporium in Southampton. Um, I'm going to try and make it to the next one, uh, which I think takes place on Thursday the twentieth. Yeah, the 20th of October. Basically, all you need to know about the comic book club is that it's at the um, Alexandra Beer Emporium. It takes place on the third Thursday of every month, 7pm uh, to 10pm. 
And there is more information on the Comic Book Club Southampton Facebook page. Um, there is also Twitter, at CBC Sutton. Um, so there's that as well. <laughs> Hope to see you at the next one. Um, my website is www.belugatoons.com B-E-L-U-G-A-T-O-O-N-S um, What's going on here? I don't know. Um, anyway, um, I also have a Redbubble site, belugatoons.redbubble.com um, My Twitter is at belugatoons and also at belugatoonspod for podcast-specific tweets. Uh, this podcast is available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Acast, and Deezer. So go check it out, <laughs> anyone who's overhearing this, who hasn't already subscribed. Uh, so yeah, uh, is that everything? Have I, have I done it? Did I, did I succeed? I think, I think that's it. I think that's everything. That I... So yeah, happy Inktober, everyone. I hope... Uh, I hope for those of you who are thinking about taking part in this this uh, tradition, do enjoy it. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. Do take care, and bye bye. Yeah.